Welcome to That Anime Podcast. This is the full review for Demon Slayer Season 2, The Entertainment District Arc. In this episode, we cover Episode 5 titled, Things Are Gonna Get Real Flashy. Hello anime fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host Jordo and here with me as always is my co-host and kin, the baby brother Brennan. What's up Brennan? Oh nothing. Good, good. Well every week we do a full review of the Demon Slayer Season 2 episode and this week is episode 5, Things Are Gonna Get Real Flashy. I literally just finished watching it. I know you you did as well, Brennan, right? Because it just came out today. Yeah, I mean, within the last forty within the last forty minutes, I just finished watching it. Um, so we're changing up our format a little bit, where we used to upload the episode a full week behind, and now, due to popular demand, we've had a few listeners reach out to us and ask that we do it the same night that it airs. So that is what we're doing. Since it doesn't air at like nine p.m. It airs early enough to where we can do it. Um, you can expect these episodes the same day that the episodes release. We're going to be doing the same thing every week for the Attack on Titan Season 2 that comes out Sunday next week. So put those on your calendar. Every Sunday you're going to be getting a Demon Slayer episode, a Casual episode, and Attack on Titan episode. Ain't that right, Brennan? Yep. Kimetsu no Yaiba and Shingeki no Kyojin. For all you Japanese-speaking people out there. Uh, also, we have an Instagram. Give us a follow on that, that anime podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, we hope you love what we have to say and you come back. We also hope that you go give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because they have a new ranking system. So in your spare time or even right now, hit pause. Go give us a five-star review. Now enough of that. Let's get into this episode because it was a juicy one. So, Brennan, before we talk details, overall, what would you think of this episode as it stands with the rest of the Entertainment District so far? Probably, it's probably the best one. I, I like last week's, too. So, I mean, it kind of hit two back-to-back. Um, I guess this one had just a touch more fighting, if that's what you're in for. But, I mean, I don't know if I'm ready to... It's probably the best one. Just... I, I think so, too. They didn't have as much muscle mice, which, you know, <laughs> lowers the, <laughs> the score The muscle mice it. just made one appearance, yeah. I mean, it lowered the score a little bit, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's probably still the best one. I, this, this episode gave us a lot of information, and I did take notes on this episode. So if you listen to episode four, it was still a great podcast, but the details I feel like we lacked simply because I didn't. I didn't get to take notes for that one. But this one, we've got the details for you, things to think on, little Easter eggs that were hidden in there. Um, you ready to dive in, Brennan? Yep. All right. So the episode starts with Tangan. He's ninjaing around the entertainment district, running on the roofs and shit, you know, things, 
things that ninjas do. And like I mentioned on the last episode, the only thing you can hear when this dude's moving around is his little jewels, like all his jewelries and gems. Other than that, he's pretty damn quiet. Uh, he sees one of his wives tied up, and it's Hinatsuru. Now, what I'm trying to understand is... It's just sheer luck, I guess. Why, why wasn't she in the food, like the, the food locker with the rest of the wives? Like, she's just tied up there, and is well, it because of the poison she took? I don't think she necessarily... She didn't know they were like a Hoshiro's wife. She just knew they were up to something. And then they were beautiful, of course, too. So it made them prime, prime sources of meat. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm, I feel like that's where she was headed. But I guess if she poisoned her, too. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. But either way, after he sees Hinatsuru, uh, the opening song cut, cuts in. I've got it down now. The song, the song is a banger, everyone. If you're skipping it, do yourself a favor and do not skip it. I don't think anybody's skipping it. Uh, only because, too, it's week to week, so it's like, shit. <laughs> it ain't like you're trying to get to the next episode, you know? Like, that's it. You might that's as, true. You might as well sit your ass down and watch it, you know? I get it whenever the you're one. going through a 300-episode yeah. anime. Sometimes it's just like, shit, I'm trying to see what's happening. For the one person out there that is skipping the, skipping the opening, if you're hearing this message, do yourself a favor and don't skip it, because the song rocks fucking hard the song is awesome sign me up for an aimer concert if she ever has one um but back oh also i noticed in the opening brennan did you notice that there's a shot you know how openings they do they give you a lot of foreshadowing and how much of it is bullshit you never know but this is the first week that i noticed that tangan at one little snippet of the opening he's at a grave site and he's like knelt down so, did you notice that in the opening in previous weeks? I know it was probably there, I just never thought of it. Yeah, I, I think I said in episode three, in one of the episodes that I was looking forward to getting his backstory, just because from what I've seen in the opening, it looks like there's going to be some tragic backstory for him. Obviously, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a ninja. If we learned anything from Naruto, he's going to have a tragic backstory. Yeah, definitely. I guess things aren't so bad, though. He's got three wives, so... Yeah, it can't be that bad. Or maybe that makes it worse, depending on who you ask. Yeah, true. Uh, cutting back to the, to the show, though, after the opening, Tengen's holding Hinatsuru, this is his wife's name, and he's giving her medicine. He like puts the, the tablet in her, her mouth, and do you notice his, all of his hand, his fingernails are painted like green and crimson? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and, uh... She says, forgive me, Lord Tengen. And I just, I noted that because it's interesting because all of his wives call him Lord Tengen. They don't, and maybe that's just the era. I think, it, yeah, that's what I think it's just the era. I'm sure that, I don't know, I feel like the, back in that time, like husband and wife was more formal than it is now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if you're like, like if a high were... seed, you know, if you're like a, a highborn or something like that and it's political. I'm not saying his is, but. I mean, if you got three wives, obviously it's it's not exactly a normal marriage. It's got to have some hierarchy to it. Yeah. Because I mean, it's not three husbands, it's three wives. So obviously he's 
got the power or they respect him in some way. Yeah, I just thought that that was interesting. And if if there was one character in the entire show that wouldn't require their wives to call him Lord, it would be Tangan, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like it's probably one of those things where it's like uh, they just call him that, you know what I mean? Out of yeah. respect. Like, he probably never told them to. That's just because they're Kanoichi or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And it gets into that a little bit later on, how he like treats them differently towards the end of the episode. That yeah. kind of answers a little bit of questions on how what their relationship's like. Um, so we find out a little bit about why Hinatsuru is where she is. So apparently, Hinatsuru figured out that Warabhime was the demon, but around that same time, Warabhime became suspicious of Hinatsuru, and she gave her a belt, and I'm guessing it's the Obi. And that belt apparently was Monitoring for spying her. and yeah. killing, yeah, and to kill her. So, uh, they didn't really give us a lot of information. Like, I don't know if she was sick from the poison, or I thought that ninjas like built up immunities to poisons and stuff, and that's what maybe she knew that. Maybe she did. That's why she wasn't dying right away. She was kind of. I mean, she said she yeah. was poisoned. I mean, it's all luck that he just like showed up, but. Yeah, she she like lost contact with with Tangan, but uh, I mean, it looks Tangan like all three of them did. If the other two were already caught, yeah, I don't know if Hinatsuru actually ever got caught. I think that she just like she made it the longest. She tech. already had her in yeah. her grips. Like she was, she wasn't gonna let her get away, even if she escaped. Like that band, I guess that she gave her was gonna stick to her. Yeah, she basically like tagged her for later on, but. Hinatsuru's laying there, and she's like, why are you still here, Tangan? You sh- surely you heard that loud loud bang. The demon's on a rampage right now. And Tangan's like, basically makes her promise, or she, she promises Tangan that she's going to be all right. And she apologizes to him for not being of any use. And um, Tangan says, you don't need to have anything to be sorry about. He's really nice to her. And he says, once that antidote kicks in, get the hell out of Yoshiwara. She cries, and she agrees. So, at that point, I was like, okay, we can assume that one life, one wife is making it out of this, this season alive, and it's Hinatsuru, unless she just tragically dies after... That's what I'm saying, you don't think there's no chance? There. You don't think there's a chance she just lied, and, like, she's probably gonna die, but was like, just go, I'll be okay? I feel... Probably I feel not, like he would have. But... Yeah, I feel like he would have noticed if she had, like, a mortal wound... I think he know, knows that her sickness was from the poison she drank to get away, but I don't feel like Tangan would have left her if she was dying, or maybe that's the only reason he would leave her. I mean, she probably he knows she, it's a lost cause. She's probably good, honestly, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, I chalked it up as she's one one down, two to go. Um. So now Tangan's heading to the battle. He knows it's already begun, and then he's running, and then he gets like that little flash next to his ear, because I guess he has fle- like hearing abilities on the the level of Zenitsu. And he he's using his, ear his to the senses ground. though. Yeah, I guess he just has better senses than. Well, that's what he said right before. He was like, "Come on, sense it," and then like he kind of sensed it through the ground. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, did the little thing across, but I don't know if that was meant to be his ear, just like. It was his side profile, and it showed, like, he sent something, like, 
Peter Tingle. Yeah, it could have just been his attention, like, sparked yeah. in that direction. I love how anime does, like, just little subtle things that anime does like that. It gets the point across so well. Like, like one, one day, probably decades ago, somebody was like, how do we draw somebody's attention changing? And they did that, and now it's, like, universal, where anytime attention, it's like a flash of light crosses the across the side profile of a character, and we all know how to interpret it. Yeah, industry knowledge, just like in any any other industry, you know, animation's probably the same, you know, someone figures something out, and it's <laughs> new practice, you know? Yep, it's, it's fucking cool how they do that. Um, so he puts his ear to the ground, and it sounds like... <laughs> He can hear hear some shit going on. It sounds like a battle is going on underground, or at least to me, it sounded like a blacksmith was making weapons on an anvil. I thought it was going to be Zenny. Zenitsu. Oh, you know what? It was because whenever we went yeah. back to the Ogimoto house, it said somewhat earlier, so it was Zenitsu down there chopping up the Obi. Well, that's what he heard. Yeah. Yeah, because he get, he doesn't get there till later. So you're right. It was Inosuke. He was hearing and his wives and all of them fighting that. Yeah. Well, worm. we didn't know whenever he first heard it. We didn't, it hadn't checked in on Inosuke yet. So I didn't think he would be underground. But Zenitsu had been yeah. caught last episode. So I thought he was like knocked out down there fighting or some shit. Yep. So there's a little bit of time skipping in this element because they showed us that. There's and like then a. They went back in time to yeah. show us Zenitsu. There's, there's a somewhat earlier flashback. Yeah. Um, now we go back to War, the showdown between Warabhime and Tanjiro. So Warabhime is talking to someone telepathically, asking what all the racket is. And at this point, we don't know. We didn't know that there was a second demon. We'd kind of guessed, but we thought that it was just her, her little Obi things going and capturing people. Well, but that's apparently, I'm, I'm not clear on if it's a second demon or if it's just like a demon that's part of her ability or it's like a demon tool. Because it's still yep. it, the demon's still a scarf, and the eyes are kind of similar. It just doesn't have the upper six, but it's like the same colorway. Yeah, it's weird. It, so I'm I feel like under, it's more I'm not of sure like what's a. Going on either. Uh, what's a good relationship to describe it? I don't know. Like it's it's hers, but it's got like its own. It's like a parasite of herself. Yeah, it's got like its own being. I don't know what ha- what a good comparison would be like. It listens to her, but it's also like has a mind of its own, but it, and it's in control, but. Overall, it wouldn't, like, bail on her, probably. Yeah, I'm not sure. It'd be like uh, Lord Voldemort's... Elder Wand? Oh. I don't know. His Maybe. Horcrux Nagini. Like, it's part of him, yeah. but it's also its, its own, own sentient being. <laughs> yeah, that's... So, yeah, so basically that. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there, but... Because it was just her. Yeah, if it was just her, she would know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And could see, like she. I mean, I guess she could see, but they had to like connect and give orders. It wasn't just like they knew like that. Yeah, because she said she make, asked Tanjiro, she said, make sure to make sure to capture that one. I've seen her; she was beautiful. Talking, yeah, talking about Inosuke. Yeah, she's like, save this. Don't eat that kid. I want him myself. He's good looking, but she doesn't know he's a boy. I don't think. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, she's got to. I mean, yeah, I guess she can't see, but he's got his shirt off when they're fighting. Yeah, it's true. Um, Warbhime tells asks Tanjiro, how many of, of you are there, Demon Slayers? And she guesses four. She's like, are there four of you? Tanjiro's like, I'm not telling you. And she's like, it's a shame, because if you told me, I might think about sparing your life. 
Um, this is when War Pime points out that Tanjiro's sword is looking rough. And so we get zoomed in on Tanjiro's sword, and it is. It's scuffed and nicked all over the blade. And she tells him that his swordsmith who forged it must not be that good, and that sets off Tanjiro. Like, no, the swordsmith that made this is a great swordsmith, and he basically has an internal dialogue that he's the reason the, the blade isn't cutting, and it's because is this, his body doesn't fit with water style. Yeah, is, has he mentioned this before? Has he said, like... Has he said that he doesn't think he's compatible with water with the water breathing? No, he hasn't said this before. Uh, this is the first time he's we've come to this conclusion with Tanjiro. I mean, yeah, I knew he was, you know, obviously trying to master the Hinokami Kagura or the fire breathing or sun breathing, I guess is what his is, but I didn't know if he'd like yeah. had these thoughts before like maybe I should do this. Which sucks cuz I always I thought it'd be cool if he could do both, but you know, he's the main character, so it's got mm-hmm. he's got to have the fire abilities. When it's all said and done, yeah. I guess. Yeah, he realizes, or like, I guess he's known, and he probably figured out in training, but he he knows he can never be like Urokodaki and Tomioka with water breathing, and that every time he needs a powerful strike, he's got to go with old Reliable and, and the Hinokami Kagura. Yeah. Um, and she says his flashback. style changes, like she noticed the demon. Yep. Which I like to think... Yep, she noticed. I like to think that the... Hinokami Kagura, the fire breathing is more abrupt and aggressive. I mean, obviously, because, I mean, the water breathing would be more fl- fluid and flowing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you can really tell why, by watching, but... Because I'm always thinking, like, okay, she can't see... She's not seeing the flames or the waters, so she just has to be able to tell that his swings are different. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, because the demons can't actually see the water. Nobody can, <laughs> only we can. <laughs> Yep. Unfortunately. Um, we get a f- so the flashback at Butterfly Mansion, we find out a little bit more about this Hinokami Kagura, and basically, you know, there was a four-month training arc that they skipped, but I guess back at this training arc, of course, they're all training shirtless. They're all ripped. Ripped as hell, and I don't know how old they are, but they're way too ripped for, for their age. <laughs> they look like, they remind um, me of uh, Tristan Lee, if, any- if anybody knows who. That is, he's a fitness guy, but he's like five three and he's fucking jacked. Yeah, these these guys are these kids are freaking yeah. for swordsmen. I mean, damn, they're they look like they look more like lumberjacks. They all look like they have stunted growth from their muscle development. Yep, yep, little little gymnasts. Um, so he's using the Hinokami Kagura back at training, and he he gets off a flame dance move and then he tries to follow it up with clear blue and then it cuts off and it, it i guess it sends him into like what seems like cardiac arrest you hear his heartbeat like stop and he drops to the ground um because i guess that the amount of energy that it the output from each swing i guess is so much stronger than water be- breathing it completely drains him um and it's funny because when he drops down to the ground Zenitsu's like, oh no, are you okay? And Inosuke runs over. He's like, is it because you're hungry? <laughs> no. <laughs> he just says that. some funny shit. He's funny as hell in this episode. Yeah, he is. He's, he's probably one of my... He's, he may be the, my favorite character. I don't know. Can't decide. Oh, yeah. He's, he's fucking awesome. Um, so now back to the future. That was the flashback. And Tanjiro's there. 
and he keeps repeating to himself, set your heart ablaze, set your heart ablaze. And he knows that his only chance to survive this fight, and not only survive, but to win, is to use Hinokami Kagura. Um, so he uses Hinokami Kagura, Raging Sun, and this is what cuts off, cuts Warabhime, cuts her in like two places, and this is what shocks her, and you're, this is where she's like, dang, he changed his style, and it's, it's cutting much sharper now. Um, he charges at her again and follows up with a flame dance. She dodges it, and this is where is like, it's okay that she dodged flame dance because it's a two-part move. And uh, it looks like she decapitates Tanjiro, but it was an after image called like, Ra- Fake Rainbow. <laughs> I don't know what that's got to do with fire. It seems more like a water move. <laughs> but well, Yeah, I guess, it, I guess it was part of the, the, the flame dance. two-part attack, yeah. Yeah, it's like flame dance and then fake rainbow fakes out the enemy thinking they dodged and they countered and then they sh- he shows up behind them and he uses flame wheel because he sees the opening thread. Um, he gets closer to her and we think he's going to kill her and then she turns around and is basically like, you're too slow, this is boring and she sends him flying. But he was able to bust out three Hinokami Kagura moves before going into cardiac arrest. So he gets knocked back, and it looks like he's out for the count. And she's charging at him, and he's like, I need to do recovery breathing. And at the very freaking last second, he takes in a huge old breath and is able to block one of her moves. I love this show because of the breathing techniques. It really is, like, applicable to, like, it's not that far out there. I mean, it's pretty far out there, but, I mean, it, it, the basis of it's not. Like, yeah, if you can expand your lung capacity and blood flow and oxygen into your muscles, yeah, you could perform at a higher. It's scientifically yeah. based, but <laughs> anatomically impossible, probably. On, that, I mean, on the scale, they do it. But compared to other shonen, like, there's no mana or spells. It's, these dudes are literally, they've mastered their breathing and gotten to the point where they can operate on less oxygen. And then when they do get more oxygen to their muscles, they can perform. So it's like, yeah, it's still out there, but it's still within this realm of, like, a samurai could do this. <laughs> yeah, maybe if we just, I mean, yeah, some lost ancient breathing technique that we don't know about. <laughs> lost in the timetables. Uh, we get more information about his training back at Butterfly Mansion with another flashback, and it's basically that Tanjiro, he performs better, and he's at his best when he has a fever. So I guess it makes sense, you know, if, you got, if you're hot-blooded in the springtime of youth and you're using fire, fire breathing, it probably supplements. Yeah, it must be a product of uh, Rengoku telling him to set his heart ablaze, so he's always on fire on the inside. Um, it was at this point in the fight where I realized, oh shit, that Koinatsu girl, she's still laying on the ground as just a head wrapped in the obi. Well, the no, she's kind of, I, I saw it later. She's kind you can like see her body wrapped in it. Okay. Like so you, she has, head. she has like a form. It's just like she's wrapped in like a, a bundle, like a mummified type thing. And then we, of course, get the Tanjiro's revol- resolve 
reel where they play the music. It's called uh, Tanjiro no Kamado is the name of the song, just his name. Yeah, uh-huh. and so we get the reel of all of the reasons why he has to win and he can't let everyone down. So it's Uroka Daki, Tamioka, his sister Nezuko, his entire family, Rengoku, Senjiro like... Rengoku, the dad Rengoku, fucking everyone that's ever met Tanjiro is part of his resolve that he cannot fail. And so um, he charges with one last attack, and before we get to see it land, we go over to... Or actually, we before we... She, before we cut over to the Ogimoto house, Warabhime, as he, char- he is charging, says, you ugly people are still ugly even when you try so hard. <laughs> so, will the, will the hit land or not? We'll find out next episode on that. What is your, what is your guess on whether Tanjiro lands that hit or not? Mm. He may land it, but it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna, he ain't going to beat her. Yeah. Either way, I mean, I don't know, like, since the it's a little bit earlier, like, I don't know how long ago, like, Tengen dropped in and, like, saved everybody in that, in the the food locker. So I don't know what, what yeah. his timetable on showing up is, if it's going to, probably just in the nick of time, or how it's going to go. He did, I mean, obviously he's showing up, because he just said at the end of the episode, things are about to get flashy. So we didn't, mm-hmm. we didn't get the name of the episode till the end of the episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But I mean, so things weren't about to get flashy this episode. They get flashy uh, next yeah, episode, pretty much. Um, so now we go over to the Ogimoto house, and this this is where we get the time like flashback where it says somewhat earlier. So I'm assuming maybe ten minutes, fifteen minutes earlier. Ah, uh, not that much time. It's the same night, just a little earlier. Yeah, within the hour for sure. Gotta be. Yeah. And so Inosuke is causing a ruckus. He's got his boar head on, and the girls are all afraid of him, and it's because he senses the demon's presence. And so he figures out that it's underground, and he's like, this must be the demon's lair. It's underground. He digs a hole with his swords. That hole's already there. Yeah, he exposes the hole, and he tries to dive in, and only his head fits. (laughs) And then he laughs, and he says, nice try. That won't work on Lord Inosuke. I'm a man who can dislocate all his joints. And so he freaking worms. He dislocates his arms and he worms all the way through this fucking hole. <laughs> and he's like, coming through, coming through. And he's like, dang, this hole is long. This is no game. <laughs> that freaking, I remember reading the manga of this part and I was just like, what the heck? Like, I remember this is one of, this is one of the best parts in the manga when he goes to that freaking hole, like a worm. And uh, he comes out. And he's in the the den, the food locker. And it looks, yeah, the food locker. And he, it looks like a spider's nest, honestly. Yeah, just your classic. Everybody's like all tied up and in webs, kind of. Yeah, essentially. Um, there's freaking skulls and bones all over the ground. We yeah. get a look at Makio. She's got the yellow bangs, so she's recognizable. And. Then he goes over and he sees Zenitsu, and of course he's sleeping. He's got the bubble coming out of his nose, which is a good thing. When Zenitsu's sleeping, that's a good thing. <laughs> he's powerful that way. <laughs> uh, Inosuke gets attacked by what he calls a worm belt. And he's, 
I mean, this thing doesn't stand a chance against Inosuke. Like, after a little bit of fighting... I mean, um, yeah, she, he was putting in work. I just he can't cut the head of it for some reason. Well, he that thing told him that he, it's he can't kill it because its body is not there. But he can cut the people so out. Maybe it, but it, blood was coming out, wasn't it, when he cut him free? Yeah. So you, you you're probably right that Warabhime is like the host and like cutting up the Obi, even though her Obi is like its own demon. She's the head. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But Inosuke can't kill her because there's no head to cut. But this thing is admiring Inosuke. And, like, it says that his intuition is razor sharp and his ability to detect murderous intent is especially extraordinary and can't believe that a demon slayer was able to find their food locker. So they didn't account for... Yeah, someone just going down there, basically. Yeah. And they probably wouldn't have and, if it wasn't him. He's His animalistic senses are the yep. only reason he and, was able to do it. Maybe Tanjiro could have smelt something, but I don't think they're putting off a whole lot of smell since she eats him clean, yeah. you know? And even Tengen may not have found the lair if Inosuke didn't because he heard what, what confirmed his intuition to go underground was the clanging of swords that... I thought it was the thunderclap and flash that he heard. He said he was hearing the reverberations. I thought it was from uh, Zenitsu's, because he did the thunderclap and was. flash, so... You know, thunder comes loud, and then the lightning, and then I thought he just heard that, because right after that, he came in and finished it off. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could that have been a mixture sweet. of both, but I just that's just what I thought it as, because, I mean, thunder's loud. Um, we meet the other two wives. I guess that they were two of the people that he cut free. Luckily. Shit. Um, yeah. Because at first he was, like, having fun fighting, and then the demon tells him, like, hey, you can't kill me, one, and two, you're going to have to repe- protect all those people that you saved. And he's like, damn it. And he's going back to try to save the people from her, absorbing them, absorbing them again. And this is when we see some kunai knives fly in. And it's the two wives, Makio and Suma. And they tell him, the first thing they say is, you came up with a great name, Worm Belt. They basically love it. And maybe it's because the two girls were awake and they're good looking that Zenitsu suddenly awakens. And, well, I didn't know he, not, he got doesn't cut. Know. He must have got cut out somewhere. I mean, had to have. He, yeah, he had to have. But... Then he comes out with his thunderclap and flash sixfold, does his thing. Then we get a flash of the muscle mice that carried his sword and eats his sword. <laughs> hey, without these muscle mice, this whole mission is 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 over. How'd they know to get that shit there too? You know, <laughs> they're just that good, I guess. Um, at this point, it is Makio, who is a fighter. Suma, who claims she is not a fighter. Inosuke and unconscious Zenitsu versus this worm belt thing that Zenitsu, that Inosuke was already making short work of. So now, I mean, the it's safe to say they've won this battle. And then whenever it's already won, enters Tengen. Well, they didn't win. I think in. it would have took them like... At least doubled the time or tripled the time. Well, more than that, because he did it in a second. 
Like Zenitsu, I think he only saved like six or seven people when he did the thunderclap and flash. Probably six if it was sixfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how many fucking people were tied up in the belt at the time, but I'm assuming he saved, you know, quite yeah. a few. I mean, there's quite, there's quite a trail behind him, you know, when he did his yeah, they just They've got good odds. Like, yeah, they would have they won. Have... They would have won. They just would have been more time consuming. Like, yeah. they had the manpower and a, a good team for it. Without a doubt. And then Tangan comes in to stack the odds even greater, and he lands, and he's in a cool pose as the smoke clears from him crashing in. And on his blade, it says, Destroyer of Demons. And before even reading that, the demon immediately knows, just based off of his presence, that he's a Hashira. Hashira. And uh, he does, I don't remember the name of his move. It was like Roar or something. It was Sound Breathing. Um, Something form, yeah. Ro- no, that's how he broke in, actually. I don't think he had a form. Because how he broke into the ground was sound breathing, whatever form, roar. And that's how he busted in. I don't know what move he did to, like, yeah. zip around. Or if he even called it out. But he does sound breathing. Yeah, he does some, some move where he cuts the, the worm belt into shreds and makes Zenitsu's thunderclap and flash look like child's play. Well, that's what I wonder. If, he, if that wasn't even a form, that's just, like... Him moving, you know what I mean? Yeah, it might just be how fast he uh, is. He wasn't like necessarily a move. Like he just that like he can just move around that quick easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he can't easily, but yeah. And after he slices and di- dices up the demon that's still not dead, he says, "Makio Zuma, sorry I took so long. It's a relief to see you looking good." And then Makio has an internal dialogue saying that. Tengen wasn't like this before. And we get another flashback. So this is what Tengen is telling his, his wives. I, I'm assuming prior to going on this mission, or That's what I do think. you think this, this was upon his admission into the Demon Slayer corpse? He was wearing different clothes that weren't as flashy. And he wasn't wearing... And his hair was different. He wasn't wearing Hashira stuff either, I don't think. Like the Demon Slayer black uh, shit that they wear. So it may have been before. I I don't know though. Yeah, maybe maybe they've been there a long time. But this is what he tells them. I want you three to only think about your own lives. Above all else, your priority is to come back to me. Life over accomplishing your mission. What I'm saying is at odds with this occupation, but it doesn't matter. I'm allowing it. The order that lives should go in is flashy and clear cut in my mind. First, you three. Second, law-abiding citizens, and finally, me. As a demon slayer, it goes without saying that I'll also protect the public leading to their nonchalant drab lives, but to be blunt, in my flashy way, you three are far more important to me, so don't die on me. So is what he's saying there that he's putting his wives above law-abiding citizens and then himself last? Yeah, he's saying like, okay, because I think typically they would like die for him. In a normal circumstance, like, the Kunoichi would, like, give their life for him. He's saying, like, no, put yourself first. Okay. And then me yeah, as a I demon slayer, understand. I'll put you guys first, the citizens first, and then myself. Yeah, because then Makio is, like, questioning, like, so she's having a conversation with Hinatsuru. She says, if you put your own life first, you can't get much serious work done. Is that okay? And Hinatsuru says, I think it's okay if Lord Tangan says he's fine with it. Not wanting to die or wanting to go on living. 
I'm sure it's not wrong to feel that way either. As long as you don't despise yourself for it, it should be fine. I mean, so, you just ain't the ninja way to, like, to live for yourself. I mean, look at Itachi, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you're always, like, doing it for the village or for your mission. You put the mission first, I guess. So that's kind of why I think it may have been before the mission, him saying, like, hey, like, the mission doesn't come first. Like, don't die for this. You know, like... But why does Makio say... so? He comes in and Tengen says, sorry I took so long, it's a relief to see you looking good. Why would him saying that cause Makio to have an internal dialogue saying that Tengen wasn't like this before? Because before he was, back when he, he stopped being a shinobi for a reason, so I'm assuming that he just got tired of, you know, that lifestyle. He didn't think it was right, like, putting something else before yourself. Oh, okay. Is, what I'm, is my guess, that he's just like turns back on the shinobi way of, you know, like, for the mission type sense. Like, so, you give your so life to this. she's admiring the fact that, that he's putting their lives before his, even though in the flashback he was already doing that? That's, that's, well, that's what just I'm, remembering, I'm having She's probably just remembering the, when the change happened and that she's still not used to it. So pro- it probably was right before oh. the mission. So maybe, because they've been undercover for three years, so maybe he told them that three years ago. And they literally just haven't seen him, so it's still like, you know, someone makes a profound change, and then you don't see him for three years, and then they come in like that, it's still going to be a little surprising to you. Yeah. Okay. Now I got it. I mean, that's all hearsay, though, you know what I mean? That's just, that's just what I'm assuming, what I that's took, what, what, it is. what I gathered from it. Um, so Tengen, he back to, back to the present, he pats his wives on the head and says, I see that you've been doing some flashy work. You're my wives. All right. And then Tengen turns to the camera, does like this cool move with his swords and his swords are, they're, they're attached at the base of each one. I finally understand it. Yeah. I was wondering why I would do that. I was like, it can't be good. Like, unless he's throwing one in, but it's like a, a set of nunchaka is basically what his swords are. Which I was like, that's yep. pretty. That's pretty sick, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they say, what do they and say says, on him? It says, it says, destroyer of demons on the swords, and then his back just says, destroyer. Yep. Fucking cool. And he says, starting now, things are gonna get flashy. Ending song comes in. Ending in the the animation in the ending is freaking amazing. Uh, I skipped the ending a lot. I think I've only <laughs> I've only watched it once. <laughs> I didn't watch it today it's good. either. I was trying to play some Mario Kart before we recorded. <laughs> Did you watch the little ending, like, uh, no, information fuck. they give at I, the end of it? I forgot this time. I should have, because the, the rats last week. I'm glad I watched that one. So I watched it. I'll give you what it was, was we got a little backstory into Izui's family practices. So in the Shinobi world, I guess just specifically Izui's family, they practice polygamy. So it's not new to him no longer being a shinobi. It's like his family thing. Yeah. And so when you turn 15, the head of the family, so I'm assuming his father, picks out three wives who are sure to be compatible for you, the son. But apparently, Suma, which is the shy, scaredy-cat one, stepped forward herself instead of being chosen. So she came out to say, I'm compatible with um, your son, Tengen. Which is not the one you would guess to have done that. You would have guessed Makio would do that. But um, next week is episode six, titled "Layered Memories." 
So hopefully it looks like it's it may, not too much flashback and it's more uh, just moving the story forward. <laughs> I don't think it's going to get very flashy unless his flashbacks are flashy. I mean, I guess that could be what I mean. Things are about to get flashy, like flashbacky. So, sounds like we're going to be touching more on his backstory, which is fine. Um, we need to build it up a little bit. We may get a little bit of present day fighting. We have to. I mean, honestly, they if give I'm us a little bit at least. If I'm guessing, I think it'll be a little, a little backstory ish, which I'll be okay with. All right, I got to ask this: of his wives, Brennan, which one do you think was his first wife, and which one do you think he loves the most, just based off of what we know? I wouldn't say he I, he didn't strike me as the one who loves the most. The, his first wife is the one with the blonde tips. What makes you think that? Uh, just because she seems like the most, like, she seems like a, the leader of the three wives in a way. But also the other girl, too, who was like, yeah, I would, I would gave guess her the he poison. Knocks yeah, because she asked her, I don't know. Just the only reason I say that, too, is because out of all his wives, the first one we saw was her tied up. Like, whenever. They first got to the yeah. entertainment district. I guess it could be what's her name. I mean, it could be any of the three, but I don't know. Lead wife, I'm saying, is the uh, the blonde tipped one. Machio. Machio. <laughs> I'm going with Hinatsuru, and I don't even know if we find out, but it seemed like for me the dynamic was Hinatsuru is the level headed first wife. Um, Machio is the is the perfect compatible wife that was chosen. She's the second one because she's also a warrior, likes flashiness, kind of like best friend vibes with Tengen. And then Suma is like a, like true love, like childhood love. They've always loved each other. And even though she can't fight, she still became a shinobi because it was her duty and he loves her the probably loves her the most yeah i didn't i didn't but even think those are just guesses i didn't even consider like i didn't think they were gonna try to like pick out favorites i thought they were just gonna be his wives and they're they all seem like they're pretty chill with the circumstance you know what i mean yeah and he he definitely has a type they're they're all pretty thick <laughs> <laughs> that's just from all that training though you got no choice yeah. to be built like that shoot it's freaking yeah, this episode was good. I mean, especially Inosuke going through the whole... He's clearly a skilled... He, I mean, he's skilled. Even if he was the one fighting the War of Hime, I feel like he'd be doing just as well as Tanjiro is. Yeah, I feel like he would have died. I don't know. He's. I mean, he would have done all right. I don't know. I just feel like whenever he's outmatched by that degree, he doesn't do as well, like... If you're barely better than him, I think his instincts can help. And if you're below him, like, he'll make quick work of you. But whenever a little more thinking and, like, okay, I need to just, like, survive or... I just don't think... He doesn't think a whole lot. He just goes, like... If the yeah, it's because his strength is his intu intuition. I mean, that's what but if the demon, kept him alive. If the demon wasn't nice enough to be like, hey, you better protect those people. Like, if I was a demon, I would have just killed the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Does it make him suited for the 1v1 fight against a superior opponent? True. And we just don't know much. We'll... We don't know much about the beast breathing style. <laughs> <laughs> he just made I'm pretty sure he just made it up. <laughs> He's got to be the only beast breathing user. I mean, yeah, he in, he definitely is. Like he didn't have a master. His master was just the mount the mountain boars and shit. 
living out there with freaking it's funny too that it's boars that raised him and not wolves or something like literally wild boars like not that wild boars aren't a force to be reckoned with it's just you wouldn't expect I mean, honestly, you if you think about boars. it, like they're the, they they don't really have a predator, like a, a a true wild boar. Like nothing's gonna fuck with a pack of wild boars. No, they they can they can take out if they they, they can yeah they can, they're a path of destruction. I mean, yeah. even going through the United States, like Texas and Oklahoma, they'll tear up your land. Oh yeah, they're rampaging. You just got to go out and kill them if you see them because their their population grows so quickly too. But. Good episode overall. Next week is episode six, and it's called Layered Memories. Be sure to tune in for that. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, Anything else from you, Brennan? Nope, that's it. Thanks for listening. All right. Yeah, perfect. Thank you all for listening. Tune in next Sunday. Have a great week. And as always, peace out. Peace out.